that hurt. That hurt me seeing Zimbabwe eliminated from the qualifier in the way they were. It really was disappointing to see, especially since the fans were so good throughout the tournament. And can I just say, the atmosphere at all the Zimbabwe games at Bulawayo and Harare throughout the tournament was absolutely fantastic. It was a unique atmosphere, something you don't see a lot around the cricketing world. A packed house with a real positive vibe in the crowd, singing, dancing, banter. It was a joy to watch Zimbabwe games because of the crowd. It was a beautiful thing to see as a cricket lover. And for me, my question is, where were these people before when Zimbabwe were playing? When I've seen them play mostly at Harare, the crowds have been pretty poor. And I think the reason behind the huge crowds in this tournament obviously won the World Cup qualifier. It's a big tournament. But I think most importantly, the free entry. One of the few good things the ICC have done was allowing free entry into all games in this tournament. And I think that made a big difference, making the games more accessible to the Zimbabwean public. So hopefully, Zimbabwe cricket can take a leaf out of the ICC's book and offer free entry to their home games going forward because we know they don't make money as it is from hosting home games. How much money are they going to make from ticket revenue? When you're charging people to get in the ground, there aren't going to be as many people come anyway. I can't imagine they're making any kind of real money from charging people to get into the ground. So I think for the good of cricket, this needs to become a permanent thing in Zimbabwe cricket. I really hope this happens because Zimbabwe is a small cricketing country. Cricket is not a global sport. Only a few countries are interested in it. And we need to make sure that the countries that do play cricket stay interested in cricket. So that is my plea to Zimbabwe cricket. But anyway, getting into Zimbabwe's elimination, I just have to say it how it is. They had home conditions, a raucous home crowd behind them, two opportunities to seal their qualification. And in both those two games, they won the toss. Zimbabwe had everything going for them in these games, and yet they weren't able to seal the deal. Now, I can understand against the West Indies, in the context of this competition, they're one of the stronger teams. But against the UAE, a team that hadn't won a game in the Super 6 stage, yes, they did get some of their best players back. But still, how did they not beat the UAE? To me, they cracked under the pressure of the game. Now, you can talk about the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method, UAE getting to 235 in 47 overs, and then rain cut their in short. The revised target for Zimbabwe was 230 to get in 40 overs. Now, looking at that, you think, whoa, that seems a few too many runs. To me, I thought, oh, it's probably going to be 215, 220, 230. Felt a little bit steep, and in the end, if it was 220, Zimbabwe would have won the game. But here's the thing that the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method doesn't take into account. The pitch. Now, if this game was played on a pitch like a lot of pitches that we see in ODIs now, a flat batting paradise, that total would have seemed too small. But because this was played on a slow, low pitch in Harare that has been notoriously difficult to bat on, it felt like too many runs. And that is unfortunately just the nature of the pitch there coming back to haunt Zimbabwe. But nonetheless, they had an opportunity in this chase after a shaky start. Peter Moore 
and Sean Williams got them back into a good position. And then Raza came in and started blasting the ball. And just as Zimbabwe were getting on top, Raza got out. And then Craig Irvine came in. He and Williams had a partnership. And just when Zimbabwe were getting on top again, Williams got out. If he had not got out that ball, 24 of the last three overs, Zimbabwe should have won that easily. But the problem for Zimbabwe was the lack of depth in their batting lineup. They didn't have guys down the order who could come in and potentially hit boundaries. There's no power hitting in that lower order, and that ultimately cost them. That is something that a lot of teams now have. Zimbabwe, one of the few teams in world cricket that doesn't have that ability down the order. And what was more perplexing was the way Craig Irvine and Kyle Jarvis went about the 39th over. The way they were not looking to hit boundaries, it seemed. Just milking the bowling when it was 18 to get off two overs, knowing that Mohammed Navid, who had been excellent all day, very difficult to get away, was going to bowl the last over. And they didn't show any urgency in that second last over, only getting three runs and then leaving 15 to get off Navid. It always felt a little too many to get off Navid. And ultimately, that's what it proved to be. So for Zimbabwe, this was a very disappointing day for them. They had so much riding on this tournament. They desperately needed to get to the World Cup, I feel, more than any other team in the competition. And there's a few reasons behind that. One being that they brought back Brendan Taylor and Kyle Jarvis to Zimbabwe cricket to help them try and qualify for the World Cup. They were given huge contracts to lure them back, much more than the other players are on. Not only that, but getting to the World Cup would have provided Zimbabwe cricket with a security blanket. Obviously, getting to the World Cup would have given them a lot of money, not only from the World Cup itself, but it would have guaranteed them more fixtures in the lead-up to the World Cup. And we know Zimbabwe are in a lot of debt. The cricket board is struggling with that. They apparently still haven't paid the players their match fees from the tour of Sri Lanka in July last year. We know the players don't get paid particularly well as it is. We've seen players go on strike in their domestic competitions because they're not getting paid. So Zimbabwe cricket is a bit of a mess from that front. And remember, they lose so much money from hosting test matches so much so that they don't want to host any test matches anymore. The only reason they didn't lose money from hosting this tournament is because the ICC gave them a big loan and they used all that on upgrading their facilities. So they didn't make a profit from this tournament. So really, Zimbabwe cricket is in a world of hurt. And just think about what Sikanda Raza said before the start of the tournament. He said, and I quote, God forbid, if things don't work out so well, also careers will be on the line. To me, that is saying that if Zimbabwe don't qualify for the World Cup, which they didn't, Raza, along with the other big players in Zimbabwe, would look to go elsewhere and leave Zimbabwe cricket to play elsewhere, whether that's get a callback deal and play county cricket or to play around the world in franchise 2020 tournaments. This is going to be a big problem, and I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Raza left Zimbabwe cricket now because there is very little opportunity for them in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe don't play a lot of cricket as it is now. There's no World Cup to look forward to. The players don't get paid particularly well. There is much more opportunity for them going elsewhere. Now, what effect 
will this have on Zimbabwe cricket going forward? I have to think they are going to go on a downward slide because Zimbabwe do not have a lot of depth in their cricket. If they lose their best players, they are going to become a middling team. They will not look out of place with the associate nations. They've had a brief rise with Brendan Taylor coming back, Sikanda Raza performing at an almost world-class level. They beat Sri Lanka in the bilateral series last year, 3-2, and they've been playing good cricket since Brendan Taylor has come back. But now, I can't see things getting better for Zimbabwe. I think it's only going to get worse, and it's sad that one of the traditional cricketing powers is potentially going to permanently go into decline. And once again, the ICC don't really care. Zimbabwe cricket don't make them any money. So ultimately, it's not a big deal for them. They're not going to go out of their way to try and support Zimbabwe. It's a sad, sad thing to me. And I think Sikandar Raza summed up things quite beautifully in his speech that he gave when he received the Player of the Tournament Award when Dave Richardson, the CEO of the ICC, is standing no more than five metres away. But anyway, if you got this far, thanks for watching the video. Do let me know what you think is going to happen to Zimbabwe cricket, and I will see you in the next video.